3: 11 to 1 with Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. Visit our showrooms or check out our new website, gilmores.ie, to see the amazing one range of Mercedes-Benz cars. Or our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. The best in motoring, here for you. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. L-M. This is
4: LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here. Good morning. You can get in touch with me on 086-1800-658 about anything at all. Let's kick things off with the Commodores. It sounds funny, but I just can't. Easing us into the show today, the Commodores on LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. hope you're doing well today. No, they're nice Bright sunny morning, and hopefully that nice weather will last another little while. Hope all the mams of the northeast had a really nice day yesterday. I did get spoiled. I did get spoiled for Mother's Day. Lots of homemade cards, flowers. Really nice. had a lovely day yesterday and one mum had a very memorable Mother's Day. It is, of course, Rathoutz Nina Carberry. Oh, my goodness. I was talking to her on the phone this morning. We're hoping to catch up with her at some point during the show. As you can imagine, there's lots of people pulling out of her today. But uh, she said to keep in touch with her throughout the show and we'll see if we can get a quick word with her about that tremendous win. Oh, my goodness. On Dancing with the Stars, she's just each week just gained so much confidence each week that you come out and she comes out and last night she came out and it was just like oh she has this in the bag she has it in the bag that's what I was thinking and it's an amazing achievement and no I didn't put a bet on (laughs) and I should have put a bet on yesterday that she was going to lift that glitter ball trophy but I am just thrilled for her I really am and um I think Pasquale, I called this, you know, I called this about halfway through round week four. He's like the lucky charm that all the celebs are going to want now because this is uh, his his third time. So it's fantastic for him and he was really emotional as well last night and I don't know what people say but, you know, sometimes people think these kind of shows are, you know, when we get them over here in Ireland, that it's like cheaper versions. Oh, my God. I have to say, Shinnewill Productions and RTE really pulled it out of the bag. It was outstanding. It really was outstanding from start to finish, Dancing with the Stars. And we are just delighted for Nina Carberry, We really are. And I know lots of people were getting in touch with messages, well wishing her and so many people around this neck of the woods voted for her and that's what me- means the most to her. It really does, you know. So hopefully we'll catch up with her a little bit later on in the programme. Lots to get through. We are going to be talking about that infamous at this stage Oscar slap. I'm going to want to hear your views on that. If you have any thoughts on it, do get in touch. 086 658.
3: What you waiting for? No, what you waiting for? There's George
4: Ezra, Blame It On Me. Yes, messages coming in already on 086-1800-658. We will get to talking about the Oscars in a moment or two but I want to talk a little bit about the 65 Roses Day and this is all uh, to support Cystic Fibrosis Ireland and it's their annual fundraising day happening on the 8th of April and it's a flag day and it gets its name from the way in which young children often first say the words cystic fibrosis (laughs) cystic fibrosis 65 Roses you get the the gist of it so they need much needed funds and uh, this like the Daffodil Day which was hugely supported on Friday this is the first kind of fundraising day of action in return since 2019 so the volunteers will be out in force selling purple rose pins in towns and villages around the country and also in participating done stores, shopping centres and other outlets nationwide so they are very much needing of our help particularly the funds raised this year will go to provide exercise equipment, counselling sessions and grants for people undergoing a transplant, fertility assessment Assessment or who have recently been bereaved so funds will go to them and uh, there's lots of people taking challenges up uh, there's 65 theme challenge so from walking 65,000 steps to running a 6.5k or cycling 65k the sky is the limit on what you can do all of the details of those challenges and the fundraising day 65roses.ie if you want to get involved in that now we are talking Oscars just after these 11 to 1 i <laughs> Oscars, it seems, have gotten the buzz that they so desperately craved the last few years because that's all everyone's talking about today, except we're not talking about really uh, the people who've picked up the coveted trophy, but we're talking about an act of violence that happened on the stage. So, to be honest with you, I just find the whole ceremony has been completely tarnished by this shocking act of violence, I feel, by Will Smith. So, people might know at this stage that he stormed the stage after Chris Rock made a comment about Jada. Smith's alopecia. Now, first off, I want to say I hate me in comedy. Like Ricky Gervais when he hosts I Want to Die. I just I can't cope with the meanness that's masked around I'm being funny. I, I just don't like it. I don't like, you know, joking about people who might have a disability. I don't like this kind of thing. So Chris Rock's comment although not as bad as what he normally would say, was a cheap shot, wasn't it? You know, I mean, it was hurtful, really upsetting, no doubt about that, and just not funny at all. There's nothing funny about making a remark like that about a beautiful woman who is going through something that is, no doubt, extremely difficult and often can be quite traumatic, particularly for women. And she's spoken about how difficult it has been to come to terms with. So for Chris Rock to say what he did was just horrible and wrong. However... Violence in such a public platform like the Oscars is never right. And Will Smith, I feel, was dead wrong in what he did. We're now sending out the message to people that it's okay to slap somebody in the face with really a lot of force when you don't like what they're saying. And in fact, we give awards to these people. So I'm going to give you a little taster of what happened uh, at the Oscars and the language um, from Will Smith after this as well. So... Chris Rock was presenting um, and he insulted Jada Smith now I just want to let people know Will Smith laughed at this joke by the way initially and when he saw Jada's reaction then he reacted as he did
5: Jada I love you G.I. Jane 2 can't wait to see it alright that was a nice one okay No! I'm going to, okay? (laughs) So I could. oh, okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay.
4: Uh, So how does one come back from that, you know, in terms of Chris Rock there? I mean... Not long after this, you know, Will Smith won the award for best actor. Now, some might say, oh, relax, Do you know what I mean? It's just a slap. It's not. It's slapping a man in the face quite violently on a huge stage with the whole world watching. And it reinforces this idea that male violence is OK. Now, Will Smith says that he's acted out of love for his wife. But let me tell you, if my husband did something like that, I would be just... Appalled. I really would. So Jada Smith here suffered mortification, not once, but twice. Once by the comment that Chris Rock had uh, made and then twice by her husband. Now, how much more powerful would it have been had Will Smith stormed the sage and said, Chris, do not speak about my wife in that way. My wife is beautiful. Look at her. Isn't she stunning? Do not disrespect her in that way. Imagine how much more powerful it would have been. I think that he would have still been stunned. It would have been the same stunning as, uh, you know, the same effect as, as being slapped, I feel. We're perpetuating the idea that men are volatile, that they lacked out if provoked. You know, it's reinforcing this stereotype. Personally, I think Chris Rock needs to pu- apologise publicly to Jada Smith and Will Smith needs to publicly apologise because this kind of behaviour is not acceptable. And it sets such a bad example, uh, particularly to young impressionable minds that will see and, and hear this. How do you feel about it? You know, do you think Will Smith was right? Well, Denzel Washington and a lot of other people that were there at the night uh, were hugging him as if he was the victim in this scenario here. Uh, I, I'm baffled by that, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I do feel that some sort of action had to, could, should have been taken. Now, Will Smith apologised to the Academy and his fellow nominees but not, nobody else in his speech I also didn't hear him thank his wife in his speech he compared himself to Richard the father of uh, Serena and Venus Williams who is the character that he betrays in King Richard I just think there should have been repercussions what do we make of this what do we make of Will Smith's actions I want to hear from you 086 658 and his actions at the Oscars. Sinead, it's interesting. Every man should stand up for their wife, but how far is too far? Is Will Smith justified or setting another bad example for men? Is there a fine line? Um, Sinead, you're being PC yet. You didn't beep out the F word. No, I didn't beep out the F word there um, on that because, well, number one, I had a file with an F word beeped out and for some reason it didn't, land down here on the computer so I kind of it was one of those situations I'm sorry you're offended by the language but this was the language that was uncensored last night on television so I was making a point uh, with regards to that um, also I, don't, I think the, the the bigger issue here is the slap uh, just looking online as well to various commentators on this and Dan uh, Wooten in the the Mail is writing about this and I think this is a good point you know he's, he's saying um that, uh, you know, for most of the Oscars ceremony, it's about, you know, uh, political correct causes, takedowns of everything, you know, uh, you know they're talking about obviously Florida's parental rights and the education bill, they're talking about toxic masculinity, all of this sort of stuff uh, during the ceremony and then when something that is quite violent happens on the stage, people are you know, basically hugging Will Smith like he's the victim and that it's there's no outrage regarding to the actual violence that happened on stage where, you know, there could potentially be children watching on TV sets live around the world. Um, Interesting, very interesting. Want to hear more of your comments on this? Oh, here's one coming in on 086-1800-658. Shaney was dead right. I wouldn't have slapped him. I would have knocked him out. I'm not violent, but if somebody slagged my woman or kids or anyone close, they'd have to be taught a lesson. But is this really the right way? Are you saying that violence is the only way? He made a joke. Okay. Not a very tasteful joke, not even a funny joke. At the end of the day, I feel on a stage like that in front of the whole world, slapping somebody across the face is not the answer. It really is not the answer. We don't need men, by the way, standing up for us and slapping other men in the face to protect our honour, if that's what you're alluding to. We don't need that. We really don't. Uh, And as I mentioned, I feel that Jada Smith is doubly the mortification that she must be feeling in regards to all this. Now, maybe she's not. Maybe she thinks her husband did right. We haven't heard from her, her yet, so we don't know. But keep those coming in. 86 658 Now... We're going to be talking to two young people uh, Jack Cassidy, he's from Louth. Darren McGill, she's from Meath. They took part in Doll Nanogue at the weekend. It was the 20th anniversary of Doll Nanogue, which is a, a platform really for young people to tackle a wide range of issues. And this year, the theme was equality. So we're going to hear from Jack and Darren all about Doll Nanogue and how they found the experience after these. 11 to 1.
3: O-M. Farmers, increase the quality of your silage with.
4: There's Thin Lizzie on LMFM's 11 to 1. The boys are back in town. Now, the voices of over 200 young people around the country were heard at the weekend as Dal Nanog celebrated 20 years. Participants tackled a wide range of issues under the theme of equality and uh, this year marks the 20th anniversary of this event which platforms the voices of young people on issues that matter most to them. So this year's event explored equality and young people through their local youth councils have been investigating the challenges and opportunities in a variety of areas in this including mental health, climate change body image drugs and alcohol youth facilities and lgbtq uh, views we're going to hear from two local students who were involved in this year's dal Nanogue i'm joined on the line by jack castney he's a student from Salle college and also Darren mcgill who attends youth reach in nav and you're both very welcome how you doing hi hey, shanae how are you i'm good we have Darren as well do we Yes, we do. Ah, perfect, perfect, Darren. We're going to start off with yourself. Can I ask you first of all to tell me what is Dal Nanog all about?
0: Absolutely. So, Dal Nanog is the national youth parliament for young people aged twelve to eighteen, where we get opportunities to make young voices heard with the parliament.
4: That's fantastic. And this is all people who are, you know, involved in Corlin and Oak, which is the youth council. These people are the people that go on then to do Dal Nanog. So tell me about Corlin and Og. How did you get involved with them?
0: Um, Corlin and Oak has an annual general meeting every year in September or October, where they go through all the schools and see, we kind of get informed what Coral is all about and you know where are we going to like would we like to join um so for me it was me and my brother who joined in our school through the agm which was held online for COVID restrictions during the time um you're kind of voted in if you want to join um so we did get voted onto it i'm currently the secretary
4: Oh, very good. Okay, so this is extremely, like, it's, you know, it's given you a little bit of a taste of, you know, uh, human rights issues, political kind of issues as well. So, uh, you know, when you were invited then to Dal Nino, that must have been really exciting for you. What happened at the, at the event? And uh, give us a little flavour of what went on.
0: Absolutely. So, we started off, we had a minute of applause for everybody fighting in Ukraine and what they're going through. right. Now. Okay.
4: Yes, absolutely. So appropriate, yeah.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I must say it was very tasteful and respective. Yeah. So that one an address by Roger Cook, Minister for Equality, Disability, Integration and Youth, followed by some of the national executives from past correlates who basically explained what they've been working on for the last few years, which is the Youth Travel Card, which should be implemented in the next month or so. Um, and then we moved on to workshops, so rotating system of tables where we went around three different issues and discussed them. And the issues were gender inequality, barriers to education and relationship and sex education. So, okay, So we went around these tables and we discussed them and their issues and what we thought we could do to fix them.
4: Fantastic. So huge issues, difficult, challenging issues to be discussing as well. But being part of the solution must have been, you know, really rewarding for you guys.
0: Absolutely. I think everybody finds a lot of joy in having their voice heard and being able to talk about such important things and have a say and how we can change these.
4: Absolutely. And I'm going to bring Jack in here. Jack is from De La Salle College. How are you doing, Jack? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. So what were the main concerns raised there? Because, you know, as, as Darren was uh, discussing there, you know, equality was the main theme. Lots of different issues under the bracket of equality. So what was raised during your uh, workshops? Well,
1: um, I'll say
4: I'm part of
1: the previous national executive. My term is just after finished. And what Oak does, it, it sets out our framework and recommendations for the next national executive so as a member of the National Executive, I was a facilitator, and the facilitators, we stay at a table. At my table, for each, in the room that we were doing the discussions, they were divided into sectors, and within each sector had three tables, and at those three tables had one issue, and all the delegates had 20 minutes to do a loop to give their own views and concerns. So the three, ta- three headings that were on each table were addressing inequality in barriers to education, addressing gender inequality and a more inclusive relationship and in sexuality education, my, I had the state one table. My table was addressing inequality and barriers to education. And the system that I had each delegate go through is: we started off laying the foundation with some key words. We took that and we expanded it into a more uh, defining issue. And then we discussed some feasible actions that we can recommend to the national executive. And we discussed a lot of key elements within barriers to education and inequality in general. And that would relate to school and that would be uniforms and money.
4: Yeah.
1: And um
4: The uniforms that, is a big one, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean
1: I remember the national executive ourselves, whenever we were to, uh, as a group we met in the department of uh, in the department of uh, children equality, disability, integration and youth like one of our own uh, our a representative from Limerick was telling herself that when she went to an all girls school the squirts were down to their knees and it was just a very Catholic run school and mm. a load of problems with that.
4: Yeah, and I mean this there's a big issue as well, as you alluded to, to there, you know, this idea of you know, what about people who, you know, are non-binary maybe or people who don't identify as female and, you know, this idea that they can't, you know, maybe wear trousers or other things that they feel comfortable in. And even people who aren't, who don't feel comfortable wearing wearing the, the uniform or skirt or whatever it is, there's huge issues with regards to that. And I know there are calls, you know, for, for that to, to be kind of done away with. Also, this idea of, you know, schools uh, being just uh, not single sex schools, that that should be done away with as well. All really kind of important issues to be involved in. Um, so did you feel heard? Did you feel that people were listening to you?
1: Yeah, I feel heard. I mean, um, personally it's great because you must remember when the issue of being here, just remember what Corley Nanook is. It was established in 2001 because the government needed uh, somewhere to go to listen to the youth's voice because no matter what government you have, they will all be adults. Mm. So whatever we recommend, whatever the national executive does, it will go to the government and they will listen. And they have. I mean, with my national executive, the project that we worked on back in 2019, when it was 100 years since uh, the setting up Dole Erin and when they had the Dole and the Nook in the actual uh, Doll Chamber, they focused on the issue of climate change. And what our national executive, we were the first ever national executive to get something into the budget. And that was wow. the travel card in 2022 whereby all students aged 19 to 23, 50% off on all public transport. And that will be implemented in sometime next month. I that, haven't had the exact date yet, but that's what I've been told.
4: That is fantastic. So this, you know, I mean, it's, it's a wonderful opportunity for yourself. And therein. so does a career in politics await then, Jack? It does, yeah. <laughs> You're very interested in it, are you? Yeah, I always believe that
1: whenever, back when I joined the Coralist, so uh, th- three key kind of backgrounds you come from. The first one would be just to face your own fears and just walk into the blindness and see if you have any interest to go first. A second would be if you already have an interest and you have a strong voice or you like representing the people and you go first. And the third one would be if you're already a part of youth organisations. A lot of them are very closely linked. I mean, a lot of the coordinators know each other, and you kind of just push them on in. Now, personally, for me, it was just stepping into the blindness. Like back then, I. Just I wouldn't even imagine speaking on radio, let alone uh, going to Dolan Oog, But Oog.
4: Look how I far think. you've come, Jack. I, I can see it. I can see it for you. I really can. What about yourself, Darren? Do you think this would be an area that you'd be interested in, maybe going into political life or perhaps, you know, fighting for human rights, that kind of thing?
0: I thought it that I was going to be a teacher oh, until <laughs> so I had joined Coral and Oak, And I thought that actually I could make a difference. Um, I was being listened to, and I had things to say. So, especially after Gallman Oak on Saturday, when I realised just how seriously young people can be taken, that that absolutely was a turning point for me, I must say.
4: Okay, so it's a case of watch this space for the both of you. will remember the names, Jack Cassidy and Darren McGill. Thank you so much, both of you, for joining me on the show today. Thank, thank you very much thanks a million Jack Cassidy there from De La Salle Darren Miguel from U3 Chinnaven fantastic opportunity there to speak at the Nino who are celebrating 20 years on the go watch this space we could be hearing a lot from the two of those in years to come 11 to 1 M-M. we're going back in time now to the year
3: 1970 today LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy-efficient home you're proud of. Call 818 774
4: Now, on this day, 28th of March 1970, a 7.2 magnitude earthquake struck western Turkey at 11.02pm local time, killing 1,086 people. During the 1970s, the war in Vietnam was still ongoing, of course. By this stage, conflict had become deeply unpopular with most Americans and troop numbers in the country started to be reduced. Uh, Vince Vaughn, American actor from Swingers, Wedding Crashers, he was born uh, on this day. Uh, on the radio Simon and Garfunkel's Bridge Over Troubled Water was playing as well and today is Black Forest Gatto Day with its rich layers usually four of chocolate sponge cake mortared together with a flavorful whipped cream and a delicious assortment of cherries it's frosted and topped with
3: cherries as well a great day to celebrate this unique cake. LMFN Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drahada and Dundalk showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. There's Westlife
4: when you're looking like that on LMFM's 11 to 1. Still to come, she won. We're going to catch a word hopefully with Nina Carberry on her Dancing with the Stars win. Plus more on your comments of that slap at the Oscars. That's all to come. 11 to 1. With L.M. On air, online, on your smart speaker, this is LMFM. Sinead Brazel here with you till 1. Bruno Mars, When I Was Your Man. We're talking about... Will Smith and the slap at the Oscars for people who are just joining us. Essentially, Will Smith stormed the stage um, at the Oscars after Chris Rock made a comment about Jada Smith and her alopecia. And um, whilst we, you know, all agree, I think that the joke was not a joke and it was quite cruel, actually. And, you know, I don't like that. I don't like that kind of awkward, horrible, mean comedy. I don't like that. And in fairness to Chris Rock, there, you know, he has said a lot worse in the past, you know, uh, and what I just don't understand about this as well is Will Smith was laughing at the comments. Now, look, I don't know if it was one of those, you know, oh, it's a nervous laugh thing. I don't know. And then he saw Jada's reaction. She rolled her eyes. She wasn't happy um, stormed the stage and hit Chris Rock. I'm asking, you know, is this a step too far? What do you think about this? 086 658. Uh, Mr. Will Smith was absolutely right. He wasn't just standing up for his wife, which you say women don't need. He was standing up for himself and jokes like this. To reiterate, I said, women do not need men hitting other men in the face to stand up for them. We would much prefer men not use their fists and use their words instead. So just to clarify that, uh, I don't think he was standing up for himself at all. I really don't. He, you know, saw that she was very put out about it obviously she's going through an awful lot of emotion with regards to this you know it's it's a, a huge thing for her that she's going through and in this moment I don't think he thought at all what he was doing I think he reacted and um, he reacted violently and at the end of the day we're essentially saying that this is all right Um. Chris Rock should be ashamed of himself to make fun of Jada and in such a public arena I don't blame one little bit for what he did he was defending his wife that's coming in from Christine but Christine do you not think if he went up on stage I'm still think Will Smith could have went up on stage and said do not speak about my wife like that do not disrespect my wife like that she is a stunning beautiful woman and I'm not going to stand for it would have had the same effect. No need for violence. No need for violence at all. And the way he reacted. Uh, I totally agree with you, Sinead. Um, This is coming in, I think, from Barbara. Chris Rock was out of order, but Will Smith should have tried to hold back and use his voice instead of his fist. And I think he should have been praised for that instead of everyone now discussing his character for the wrong reasons. Some are saying he's a disturbed man. It kind of looks more like that than a husband trying to defend his wife. Yeah, you know, there's a lot that's come out, you know, about Will Smith as well in regards to his own life. He published um autobiography and, you know, there was a lot of violence in his home growing up, that kind of thing. Um, you know, so I, I see kind of, you know, where you're coming from with the disturbed part. Um even though it wasn't funny, look at the people from the crowd that laughed with Will originally. Well, this is the thing. Is it that nervous laughter where you don't know, should I laugh or not? You know, in the moment, is it that I don't know uh, with regards to people? Um, some people are saying that uh, and people will know that Jada Smith And her mother and her daughter, Willow, they have a series on the internet called Red Table Talk where they kind of, I think it's brilliant actually, uh, they discuss all sorts of different issues. Some people are saying that they'll all go round the red table and sort this out. Perhaps that's the way to to sort it out. I don't know. Is this just going to ignite more of a feud? I hope not. Keep your comments coming in on that. 086 1800
3: 658. (laughs) The buzz on LMFM with the Crown Plaza Dundalk, featuring Ireland's tallest work of art, rooftop restaurant, bistro bar, and conference rooms. Wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people. The Crown Plaza Dundalk.ie has it all i'm louise best picture went to coda at the oscars overnight while jane campion's become the third woman to win best director taking home the prize for the power of the dog best actor went to will smith for his role in king richard while jessica chastain took best actress and kenneth branagh won best original screenplay for belfast academy
4: voters uh, i thank you my fellow nominees
3: i salute you this is an enormous honor for my family it's a great tribute to an amazing city and uh, fantastic people. and This uh, story
4: is the search for joy and hope in the face of violence and loss. Nina Carberry has been crowned the winner of Dancing with the Stars. The retired jockey picked up the
3: Glitterball trophy. She saw off competition in the final from Rugby 7 star Jordan Conroy, Paralympic gold medalist Ellen Keane and singer-songwriter Erica Cody. A deleted scene from the Batman that was previously teased by the film's director Matt Reeves has been released In it, Robert Pattinson's Batman meets the Joker played by Barry Keane, at Arkham Asylum to seek his help in finding out the identity of the Riddler oh, It's violence It's so baroque oh, He likes little puzzles, doesn't he? So meticulous I think he's been planning this his whole life I know that's the buzz. I'm Louise. The buzz on LMFM with the Crown Plaza Dundalk, featuring Ireland's tallest work of art, rooftop restaurant, bistro bar, and conference rooms. Wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people. The Crown Plaza Dundalk.ie has it all.
4: I highly recommend people seek that little clip out. The deleted scene from Batman featuring Ireland's own Barry Keoghan as the Joker. It was brilliant. And it was, I I can understand why it was cut. I really can. um, Because the movie obviously was long enough. Plus, you know, it does kind of pull focus a little bit in terms of villains. But it's excellent. I I urge you to seek it out. Barry Keoghan, what an amazing actor. He has a very promising career. We've already seen that. But when you, you see him taking on very big, challenging roles like the Joker and give it a whole new lease of life. Absolutely incredible. You can only see glimpses of him as well. It doesn't give you the whole reveal of him as well, but it, it adds to that kind of frightening menace that he brings. Absolutely excellent. If you haven't seen it, it's all over the internet at the moment. It's it's brilliant for people who've seen Batman. Now back to the music. Here's Hadaway. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Hey, what is love? She has enthralled us the last few weeks on Dancing with the Stars. She has been crowned overall winner. She got to lift that glitter ball trophy. I'm hoping to catch a word with Nina Carberry just after these. 11 to
3: 1.
4: Twelve weeks of glitz, glamour and top class entertainment came to an end last night as this year's series of Dancing with the Stars finished. And although she probably dated herself at times, we knew that Oates Nina Carabry could do it. She is the Dancing with the Stars winner. And I'm so thrilled to have her on the line. Nina, how are you? (laughs) We did it today. I know. It's so amazing. Oh, my God. You'd want to hear the the eruptions that happened in homes around the place. I'd say last night because it was fantastic. I mean, when you took to the floor, I just thought, oh, my goodness, she has this in the bag. The confidence was just like there in spades. Oh, uh,
5: no, it was a wonderful night to be a part of, to be honest. I thought all the finalists done so well, and no one knew who was going to win. Like, it was just, everyone was in kind of a loss, like I was in the end. It was just, I think, it was an amazing show, and I hope everyone talked it as well at home. And, yeah, to me, obviously, the winner of the night was
4: absolutely unbelievable. Unbelievable is right now. When it's what? What's it like when you're standing there and there's all the tension and there's the music and they're not calling your name out? Because oh like, yeah, it's very nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah, it's honest. It was just, I was just so
5: thrilled to be there and be a part of it all. And like, just so, just I was just delighted that my two dances went well. And you know yourself, like it was just so I don't know. It was just I was just so happy to be a part of it all. To be honest, tonight.
4: And you know when when today now is because I can hear the voice. The voice is a bit crackly. Was there a lot of that,
5: celebrations yeah. last it was night? A bit of celebration, yeah. We have to we have to celebrate these days because they don't come around that often. So I've learned uh, to to uh, to do that. So yeah,
4: yes, no, you are totally entitled, like absolutely. Uh, but is it strange today now because you're not going off to rehearse another dance? Like, is the body like what's happening to me?
5: Yeah, like I will miss now, I definitely will miss the fitness part of it, like I don't think I'll ever be as fit as I have been in the last 12 weeks to be honest, or the last 6 weeks, because your body just builds up and builds up and it just gets so fit, and you it working every part of your body when you're dancing, so when I was coming down the stairs this morning from my house, I was like, oh my god, my body is so it just takes a long time to warm up now because everybody's food is just open after a Sunday but uh, yeah, I really miss the training the aspect
4: of it, yeah. yeah oh God, you, you, you'll have to keep up a little bit of it, absolutely. I, now, are you allowed to take any souvenirs home? Because like some of those costumes are amazing. Are you allowed to take it home with you?
5: Monica from Costumes gave me the Laura Croft outfit so I was delighted and I took my cast and shoes well. Oh my so, goodness, that's so, so
4: lovely. A, that's really uh, nice of them to do I that. To me, yeah, so the was delighted.
5: Yeah, the Langer Crofts actually were like jumpers. So yes. They, they glitzed them up with like, so yeah, they're, they're quite cool to have. And
4: yeah, I'll definitely be hanging them up and that'll be definitely something I'll always have Absolutely, as a souvenir. So what was your favourite dance throughout the entire series? What was your favourite one to perform? Because I know you you enjoyed all of them, but was there one yeah. that was sort of stuck out for you? Uh,
5: the Charleston. I yeah. really love the Charleston. I, like, I just love every bit of it. The, 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 the foot didn't have to be pointed as much. As, you know what I mean? You just yeah. wait for it rather than having to worry about your Season hands were, but uh, yeah, really cool dance, to it. and especially the band
4: behind us as well. That was just, was just a really cool night to be. Be there and yeah, really enjoyed chances. And uh, you know, now you've done dancing with the stars, would you do reality TV again? Like would you head off to the jungle now or anything? <laughs> no, <laughs> I
5: wouldn't eat a beetle if you paid me a million quid. never mind. <laughs>
4: no, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> she's one and done, she's one and done. Yeah. Uh, but you know, after going through something like this, you must feel that you can just take on anything now. It
5: gives you a lot of confidence, to be honest, because um, at the start, like, I was very lacking in confidence, and it was something that was going to really challenge me. And I was up for the challenge, but I didn't realise how hard it was going to be every week performing. You know, you're performing to the public, and you have to perform. And if you don't perform, like,
4: people just slate. You know, that's the truth. <laughs> well, this so, is like, it. This yeah. is it. you got to do it every week. You, you really, really, really do. Like, yeah, you know, you're completely vulnerable, and, like, if you don't put it in, like, that's what happens, you know? So, yeah, so, I, it's uh, been an amazing journey. Well, I'm getting loads of messages in. This is a great one for you. The whole of me is immensely proud of Nina. We knew she could do it, and she's one of the most humble people you could ever meet, and so down to earth. The type of woman young girls can aspire to. A true role model. What a lovely message. Oh, listen, the support that my own county and my
5: own we're toast, like Teacher Eilish from my Little Rosie school has been an amazing support to, to me, and the amount that she's done to advertise me for this show has been incredible. So thank, thank, you to her, Teacher Eilish. She knows who she is. She does. Um, yeah, big big supporter. My own industry, No Mead and Viral Mead have always been on TikTok every Saturday and entertaining <laughs> Twitter. So they've been brilliant, and the whole industry, my racing industry, has been behind me, and they're just an absolute credit and thank
4: you so much for all the support oh you are so welcome we knew it from the beginning that you had what it takes to win you were a joy to watch on this show every week and thank you so much for joining us here on LMFM to update yeah. us as you've gone on in the pro- on the progress with it I'm thrilled for you soak it all up and enjoy thank it you. Nina thank you so much thank for joining you. me thanks, thanks a so million much. bye 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 Nina Carberry there winner of Dancing with the Stars what a champion little bit of love Want to dedicate that one to Siobhan Reynolds. She's from Clare Head. Birthday request for you. Happy 21st birthday, princess. We love you millions. Hope you have the best day ever. That's coming in from mom and dad. Siobhan, a lot of love in that message. Hope you're having a fantastic birthday today. 21 today. It's a big birthday. Also have another request here. Please wish a very happy birthday today to Larry Farley. He's in Hillside Drive, Castletown, County Meath. Thinking of you and hope you have a nice birthday. Lots of love from Bridie May, Helen, Anne and Seamus. Larry, hope you're having a great day. A lot of love coming in for you as well. Quick break and after that we're back with Leslie Dowdle. 11 to 1. (laughs) 11 to 1. It's great to see so much kindness for the people of Ukraine and Dundalk Library is no different because this week it's opening its doors to people fleeing their homeland of Ukraine. They're hosting an informal gathering at the library which will be an opportunity for Ukrainians and host families to meet others in a similar situation. The organisers are hoping that this will be a weekly event to help foster strong connections amongst Ukrainians and host families in the area. Joining me now to tell us more is Mary McHugh. She's staff officer at Dundalk Library. How are you doing, Mary? Hi, how are you keeping this afternoon? I'm good, I'm good. What a great idea Dundalk Library have come up with here Mary. Tell us more about what's going to happen this Thursday. Well, it'll be a very informal
6: gathering just to welcome everybody in the from the Ukrainian community who are seeking refuge in the Dundalk area. Um, we will be offering demonstrations of our e-services, um assistance with joining the library, and um, basically showing them how to use our full program um of online services, newspapers, magazines, language supports, educational courses. We also have lots of other things like newspapers that are actually in Ukrainian and Russian. We also have a thing called Lote Online for Kids, which is a database of digital books which helps to engage immigrant, refugee and multilingual families in the community. And there are numerous titles there in Russian and Ukraine, so we are hoping to be able to demonstrate all of these while just offering a friendly face and a a nice place to come.
4: Wow, that's quite a range of services that you have there specifically dedicated to people who will be finding themselves obviously in in Ireland, not you know, uh, access to, a lot of people maybe not having much English being able to access, you know, news in their own language from their own countries is is fantastic. Would you know of a lot of families now in the area that have opened their doors uh, to the Ukrainian refugees? We have in in,
6: throughout our branches we've had uh, a number of people call in to say that they are taking or intending to take families in. Also a couple of refugees at this point have already come in to join Um, so we are keen to promote the services and to encourage those who are maybe thinking about having uh, families stay with them to call in to show them and showcase what we have on offer that can help support them in their assistance to of the Ukrainians at this very troublesome time for them.
4: Absolutely, and you know this. You're hoping is going to be a weekly event. Uh, you're hoping it'll it create new friendships and relationships as well uh, for people Absolutely. from Ukraine and and Irish people. And you know the the library is always a place, isn't it, to find a bit of peace and quiet, a bit of solace. So this is really kind of emphasising that.
6: It is indeed. Like the library offers already a quiet time at your library space in, in Dundalk Library and Androhada Library on Monday evenings, so that will be encouraged. Um, if people wanted to attend that, that takes place between six and seven in the dock and between ten and eleven in RD libraries on Saturday mornings. We also have a number of events that might be suitable for people to attend, whether yep. that is something re- relaxed and informal for the children, as in spring into storytime storytelling events, which will be taking place tr- throughout right. all branch libraries throughout the month of April we will also we have our toddler morning which is already in existence in our branch libraries and again this is a nice casual informal place where people could drop in drop out if they have that kind of child in that age bracket but there's a host of activities and events all on our the library website and they're posted regularly on social media so we would just encourage anybody to call into the branch libraries and also to um, check out our social media pages and call into this event on Thursday afternoon in Dundalka Library. This will also be rolled out in the coming weeks in other branches um, such as Straw R D and RD and if they, on Alternative evenings. So there's a, an array of services available there for people to tap into.
4: Absolutely. And do, do people just show up? They don't need to sign up or anything no in advance? Look.
6: No, no. It's it's a completely informed. People can just call in as and when it suits them between the hours four and six, but that they can also call into the branch libraries at any particular time and we will offer one-on-one support to anybody that calls outside of these hours also.
4: It's a fantastic service that you're offering there, uh, Mary, no doubt it'll be a big, big help to people from Ukraine and the host families as well. I wish you every success with it. Thank you so much for joining me. That's great. Thank you very much. Take care. Thanks a million. Mary McHugh there. As she mentioned, the event will run in the Drogheda and RD Libraries as well. We will keep you up to date on that. But if you check out the County uh, Library Services on social media, you'll find all the details. But that event is happening Thursday in Dundalk Library from 4 to 6pm. That is our lot on the show for today. Thank you so much for your company as always. Have a great Monday. We'll chat to you tomorrow, 11 to 1.
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh.